and welcome to Impact the Borough, the podcast from the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. I'm Brent Christensen, President and CEO of the Chamber. Each week, we'll check in with our partners to share inspiring stories and important information from across the borough, highlighting what we're doing to start and grow businesses, create quality jobs, and develop our workforce. This podcast is brought to you by TrueLiant Federal Credit Union a modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center and a highly rated mobile banking app, TrueLiant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit TrueLiant.org for more information. Welcome to Impact the Borough podcast. I'm Luann Flanders-Steck, Executive Vice President for Entrepreneurship, Running Launch Greensboro, the entrepreneurship initiative of the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. Here at Launch Launch Greensboro, we support entrepreneurs as they start, build, and grow their business through education, mentorship, and access to capital. Through a programmatic offerings, we help entrepreneurs develop the skills and garner the connections needed for their sustainability and growth. Today's topic is focused on our access to capital mission. Through launch, we provide access to capital via our annual Capital Connects pitch competition, which we'll talk a bit more about later at the end of the podcast, and First Launch Capital Fund, which is really the focus of this uh, podcast. I've got two amazing investors, entrepreneurs here with me today um, that are partners in this work. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves. First, Adam, if you'll introduce yourself and give us a little bit of your background. Yes, my name is uh, Adam Duggins. I am the managing partner for New Page Capital. Uh, I am actually a boomerang, so born and raised in Greensboro, but uh, went away for uh, roughly 15 years before moving back and starting New Page. And, And New Page is focused on uh, growing and investing existing businesses here in the triad, uh, kind of what we call grown-up mom and pops that, uh, you know, where we're trying to act as a, as a succession plan to manufacturing and industrial uh, businesses here in the triad. I'm also on the investment committee for First Launch Capital and on the advisory board for Launch Greensboro. Thank you, Adam. And James Baller is also here with us today. So James, give us a little bit about your background. Hey, Luann, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Uh, James Baller. And, and on the call, I, I actually wear two hats. So I work uh, for Cone Health System there in Greensboro. Uh, we're $2.5 billion net revenue health system. Um, and we have a, a corporate venture team there, Cone Health Ventures. And so I'm the principal of that team. And our role in the health system is uh, working with our operational leaders to identify pain points and then finding early stage companies, early stage technologies that we can bring into the health systems to improve patient care, health outcomes, or efficiencies, wherever we can find those. Um, the second hat uh, I wear is as the CFO of one of our portfolio companies. And, and so in that case, Fuse Oncology uh, was built around technology that we had developed uh, over years at Cone, our radiation oncology department. Um, we saw so much impact in our uh, service delivery and in our practice that we felt compelled to get that technology out to the broader market. Um, and so uh, we stood up a company there. Uh, we launched it a little over a year ago uh, with your support. Um, and I'm actually at the Astro Trade Show in San Antonio today representing views uh, to the rest of the radiation oncology world. So happy to be here. 
Thank you both for being here. Um, and I'm excited to discuss this really vital topic to communities everywhere. So we know that the data shows that startups and small businesses create a majority of new jobs. And we also know that most of those companies need capital and that those investment dollars are hard to find and receive, especially in communities that don't have a traditional venture capital fund or um, that long range history of supporting startups. So in our community, what do you see that we're doing to address this issue? And how do you see the activities that we are doing impacting our community? Um, Adam, you want to start on that one? Yeah, I, I think the first thing, in, in my experience, having been in other communities, uh, the first thing that we've really, I think, done a nice job of over the past, you know, call it five to seven years, is just building an awareness of even this kind of asset class. Um, I, I think often in smaller markets, um, you, you don't, it's not as top of mind. So if you go to a larger market, startups are, are, are much more out there. There's just a lot more of them. And so my experience when I first moved back here was just a lot of investors who I think had interest in the idea, but didn't necessarily understand how to take that idea and turn it into an actual investment of supporting homegrown entrepreneurs here in the community. So I, I think from that standpoint, I think we've grown a lot um, as a triad to really start to emphasize that. You see that with news coverage, you see that just in, frankly, in just conversations with different potential investors in the community. And, and so growing that investor base, I think has been a real success story of this area uh, over the last, you know, call it five to seven years. That's great. And that's a great point. And I also think that it's um, been beneficial in developing First Launch Capital Fund and the work that we're doing um, James, I know you are not physically located in the Triad region. You're in the Boone area, but you are here often working at Cone Ventures. So what do you see in that space? Yeah, well, I think the what's interesting, you know, when you think about trying to get a, a startup ecosystem or community going is it is a community. You need both sides. And so Adam, I think did a great job articulating how you help investors in that community get engaged, become aware, grow comfortable um, participating in early stage companies. And, and for us, we spend a lot of our time helping to draw those early stage companies into the Greensboro area. Um, you know, working through Cone, our the Cone Health Ventures model is not a lead capital model. We lead with access to the health system and access to operational leaders and the opportunity for an early stage company to more efficiently and quickly navigate uh, the bureaucracies of a health system. And, you know, the health system in, in general, it's a, it's a complicated, it's a complex environment. And oftentimes it doesn't play with early stage companies. So what we're to do is help those companies navigate that, help bring them in and draw them into the, the Greensboro community environment using the Cone Health System platform. Um, and then that's where, by connecting with you all, um, and folks like Adam, they were able to also help capitalize those companies. So now that their product has found a decent product market fit, they're starting to get a little bit of traction. They're ready to start scaling. The access to capital is what really helps them take off. So it's it's a really good um, combination of resources coming together to have a pretty big impact. So 
Um, you, James, you started talking about Cone Health Ventures and describing a bit of the model. Why don't you explain a little bit more to our listeners how that works and what um, kind of what that Pronovo Cone Health Ventures concept is and why it's important sure. to Cone and to our community? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'll start, I'll start with the model. So the way that we approach things is we recognize um, that the health system itself needs innovation, right? We're pretty much everybody uh, has had some experience in healthcare where we thought, wow, that could have been done a little bit better. Um, and the health system has that same feeling. It's like, man, we really want to get better and better at what we do and how we care for our patients. And the way that one of the ways you do that anyhow is through innovation. And oftentimes it's easier to find external innovation, new ideas and concepts that you can bring in. So we look for those opportunities. We look inside the health system where we have an operational leader who's saying, hey, I really want to improve this metric or this aspect of what we're doing in the health system. It helps articulate that to us. And we go out and find companies who are trying to solve that same problem. And when we can put those two things together, there's a real exchange of value. Um, the, the early stage company gets access to the health system. They get feedback from real users. They get the opportunity to dial in product market fit. On the other side, the operational leader gets improvement in whatever it is in their service line that they're, they're working on at that time. Um, and then ultimately, patients in our community benefit because our service delivery, our speed of care, um, any, any aspect really we're there to do serve our patients is improved through that. So by, by existing in that space between the startup and the health system, we are able to help ensure that both sides are more successful in their, in their endeavor. So as a leader in the innovation, entrepreneurship, economic development space, I love the model, as you know, already, because we've talked about it some, yeah. um, and I'm thrilled that y'all are here doing the work um, and excited about what's coming next. Uh, Adam, can you share a little bit more about New Page Capital? I mean, the model that you've, you've developed is really an interesting investment model to me, and I'd love to love for the audience to hear more about that process and how you're building businesses in our community. Yeah, so New Page really spawned from the idea that over the last, when I, when I wasn't here, when I wasn't living here, I often uh, would hear uh, folks in kind of the financial investment realm talk about investing in businesses and particularly for, for private equity funds, the type of businesses they look for are of a certain size. So, um, you know, uh, kind of call it 5 million and EBITDA and higher and in certain areas. And, and so one of the, one of the things that kind of the thesis of new page capital was, the idea that uh, the triad had been historically underinvested in in businesses that were in that kind of below that threshold. So where uh, a traditional private equity firm would would not go after a smaller business like that. Um, so we started in 2013 and, and really with this this prospect of going to find uh, uh, businesses that were maybe struggling with the succession plan. And, and struggling to find the right financial buyer. And, and we were gonna provide both. Um, and it's been uh, very, uh, very interesting because I think as, as, we've, as we've gotten into these, you know, our, our really pitch or selling point is that 
we're not a uh, kind of churn and burn where we're going to you know, buy a business and then try to grow it really fast and, and turn it in, in a five to seven year period. We're, we're really a buy and hold. And, and we've kind of morphed into more of what I'd call more of a family office model where we're targeting these industrial and construction businesses here in the triad that are being overlooked, frankly. And, and so uh, we have four businesses now. Um, they're all kind of gritty, ugly uh, businesses. And I'm saying that with a smile on my face because uh, they're the types of businesses that I love to work on. Um, and, and we've been able to take these businesses that I think you know, in some cases would have struggled to get to that next generation and carry on the legacy of the, uh, the original founders or the original owners of the business. Um, and build something here in the triad. And, and that was important to me, being a triad native, being a Greensboro native. Um, just too often I had seen businesses either uh, either move away or slowly die uh, here. And, and we've had a lot of that. And our goal is, while we, we can't prevent all that from happening, maybe in some small way we can, we can try to uh, you know, address and create opportunities for folks here in the triad uh, and, and, and certainly, you know, try to carry on the legacy of the original owners. Uh, thanks, Adam. And I had to, I agree, I had to smile when you were describing those businesses too. Um, grateful for the work that you're doing in our community as well. So as, as we get to the partnership that we have at First Launch Capital Fund and Cone Health Ventures, one of our investments is Fuse Technology. Um, Adam, why you're the first launch capital fund representative for that investment? Why are you excited about that company and the work that they're doing here in our community? Yeah, I think it starts with a name like Cone. So, you know, Cone has been around. Uh, Cone is one of those big names here in the in, in the triad and, and in Greensboro in particular, um, and that health system. Um, is so critical to our future and, and kind of what, what, um, what we're going to become. And, you know, I am so appreciative that a health system like that um, is willing to get into the venture space, because to me, that speaks to a long view that they have, um, that they want to, you know, build something else, build something more here in this community. And so, I think it started with that, and then you know through conversations with the the, the management team and with James and and, and some others, um, you know one of the things is that brand, uh, that brand of Cone, and, and in certain certainly in certain specialties, uh, carries a lot of weight outside this region, and so when we saw both the combination of Cone plus the combination of who was involved, um, we got really excited because. Um, I think as a community, we've done a great job of starting a lot of what I'd call uh, small, uh, small businesses, right? So businesses that, you know, maybe are in that kind of one to five job range. Um, and, and those are important, and we're going to continue to support them, and those are great. But with Fuse, it felt like with the name and with the scalability of, of, the, of the platform that's, that's being created or that has been created, we felt like there was more of a scalability factor and that scalability really excites us for what, what uh, Fuse can eventually become. Yes, ditto and ditto and ditto, Adam, thank you. So on a more general level, y'all are both working really hard 
Um, and we're very appreciative, those of us that work with these early stage companies as well, to support companies at these stages and increase local investments. Why did why do you do the work, Adam? You've described it a little bit, um, but why is it important to you personally to invest your time, efforts, and sometimes dollars into these companies and this space? James, you want to start with that? Yeah, uh, I'd love to start with that. <laughs> I'll jump in. Um, you know, for me, uh, it, it sort of starts uh, with. I'm really passionate about finding opportunities to impact people's lives. And, and one of the things um, that I learned early in my career, and, and Luann, you know this, we didn't go into it in my intro really, but I spent about 10 years serving internationally, um, places like Afghanistan and Ethiopia, Southern Africa. And one of the things that we realized is that as much as we could do um, really good things through aid, uh, the impact that was the most lasting and the most um, multi-generational was really through creating jobs, creating cultures of work, creating cultures where the um, employees feel honored and recognized and, and see paths um, to, to improve their lives over time. And so I took that observation when we came back um, to the US and applied it to building businesses. Um, and so that's sort of part one for me. I feel like through the creation of jobs, through the growing of business, you really have an opportunity to impact people's lives in multi in a multi-generational way. The, the second is um, the entire sort of entrepreneurial spirit is about solving problems. And so, you know, there are, you, we all look around, I kind of mentioned this in the, in the health system context earlier, but as you go through the day, there's any number of times when we all go, oh, I, that could have been better, whatever it is. Um, and you think, I wish somebody would fix that. Well, I really like working with people who say, I think I can fix that. And they just start trying to figure it out. Um, and having done that myself a, a couple of times now, it's just hard. And so <laughs> those folks need some encouragement. They need somebody who's, you know, made a few of the mistakes already so that they don't have to make the same mistakes, at least or they'll find their own, I'm sure. But what they ultimately then they're able to do both of those things. They're improving the world that we're living in. They're solving those problems that are sort of eating away, if you will, at the quality of life. And they're creating jobs that are creating better lives for the folks who get to work in those businesses. And, and those two things are very meaningful to me. And I, I would say even to my, my family, we, that's just the kind of ethos we live by. So I'm actually feel very privileged and, and grateful to get to work in the space and to see those things happen. Gosh, James, I feel like I need to spend some more time with you and hear your whole story. I did not know that about you. So that's that's great. Adam, what can you add? That was a pretty awesome answer from James. So, um, you know, I think for I think for me, um, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not running a multi-billion dollar corporation. And, and so I, I think given you know, my, you know, my ability and of our companies and, and all that, I see this space as the space where I think I feel like I can be most impactful to help, uh, help this community. Um, and, and, and I guess kind of to build on that, it, it's accessible. And, and, and so, and it's, you know, one to two jobs at a time and, and that takes patience and that takes time and, and all that. But for me, becoming an entrepreneur was such a defining 
uh, moment in my life when I kind of switched from a traditional corporate role and, and took the leap and took the chance. And it's changed my life and it's changed my family's life. And, and it's been, um, and I'm so incredibly grateful for the countless people who helped me through that process and who helped me get there. And so I, I view it a little bit of, okay, now it's my turn to give back, to give back to someone else, to give them. And it's, you know, it's, it's certainly money and, and it's, but it's more importantly, it's time and it's energy and it's focus. And I think the more uh, we can do that, the more, you know, we have more good stories coming out of this area of, of not just new companies, but new companies that are creating jobs and, and are, are, um, are starting to, you know, really build into something special. And I think we, we started to see that we we're laying a lot of seeds um, and those seeds sometimes will take time to grow, but I'm so, so excited over the next decade for what we're going to see from a lot of the startups that are starting to emerge from, uh, from the triad. Great. As you know, I am excited too about what's going on in the community. So um, Adam, I'm going to ask you as we wrap up, if there are companies raising capital listening today, what would you share with them at this moment? And then James, I'm going to let you take over after that and say, if you're an investor listening, what would you share with them at this moment in time in our community and in our state? So Adam? Um, I, I think I, I'd, I'd focus on two things uh, for those uh, who are trying to raise money. One, um, resilience is going to be the most important characteristic you have through this. So uh, the, the folks who I've seen who have been successful in this have been the ones who are resilient and don't get discouraged when they hear no. Um, the second thing I would say is the funds are there. Um, I think that, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, I'm not sure if that was, that was as much the case, but I can surely attest to now that if the, if the uh, entrepreneur is, is out there, if they're gritty, if they're looking for, uh, you know, if they're resilient and they've got a good idea and a good business that they're trying to start, um, there's a lot more interest and a lot more sources of capital than there were 10, 15 years ago. Um, and so what I would tell that person is um, you just got to, you got to find it. And, and there are many resources. I think Luann is obviously a great resource, not just with first launch, but with all the other kind of pockets of money and capital that are out there, um, you know, we're, we're, a, we're a maturing market as it relates to uh, entrepreneurial investment. And so that cap stack, capital stack um, for entrepreneurs is much more there than it was, you know, again, say, say a decade ago. Yep. And, and I got, I can jump in the way. And I'm, if, for the investors who are looking, you know, I think we're hearing a lot in the news and we're all somewhat aware that the, the economy, um, we're in a bit of a tough economy right now. And so what tends to happen in the tough economies is people hold on to their dollars. Um, and what I would point to is when we look back over the times when we've either had economic downturns or the economy has been tough, some of the biggest, brightest, you know, most shining stars in the entrepreneurial uh, universe were born in those times and, and grew to great heights and provided really great exceptional returns to their investors, um, to the entrepreneurs who formed them and then impact in the world around them. And so, you know, I would say this is a good time right now. If you're looking for investments, there are still really great companies being 
platform. There's really great companies getting traction. There's really great companies ready to scale. So wherever in that sort of life cycle of a company uh, you're most interested to participate, I would just say it's time. It's really a good time to lean in. Um, and uh, you know the valuations right now are a little lower, or you're able to get a little more for your dollar when you buy in. And those entrepreneurs need those dollars to do the things in the world they're trying to do. So that would be my uh, thought for investors who are who are sitting there and maybe feeling more inclined to hold on to cash. I would say it's it's a good time to be buying in, and the opportunities are are out there. Right. Those are that's some great words to end this amazing podcast on. So thank you, James and Adam, so much for your time today. Um, I really know that the insight and um, information that we've shared is going to be impactful in our community. And I appreciate you both doing the work that you do and, and being leaders in this space in our region. As we wrap up, I have to talk more about Launch Greensboro and what we do. So really quickly, Launch Greensboro, you can learn more about our programs at launchgreensboro.com. Again, we support entrepreneurs through growth, through the growth of their businesses. Two specific things to mention, um, Capital Connects is our annual pitch event. We are currently accepting applicants for that competition. It is prize and in-kind gifts, as well as connections to investors in our community. So if you are looking to raise capital, I encourage you, go, you to go to capitalconnects.com and fill out that application. The deadline is late October. That will be held March 15th um, here in downtown Greensboro. And additionally, Demo Day is our culmination of our accelerator program where we celebrate all things entrepreneurship. And that will be December 12th um, here in downtown as well. So you can learn more at launchgreensboro.com. And thank you for listening. And thank you again to Adam and James. Hope everybody has a good afternoon. Make sure to subscribe so you get new episodes delivered to your device each week. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GSO Chamber. See you next time.